You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Always <laughs> doubting about him is every time he plays in one of these important games, we all see him stink, except for the one playoff game on the road against New Orleans. Right. The one game against New Orleans where we're like, oh, he made the throw at the end, and he beat he beat Drew Brees on the road, and we're like, maybe we can talk ourselves into it. But otherwise, there's no one else in the sport who has quite this reputation, Stugat. If you put him as the sole game and he's not playing at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock with a bunch of other games, right. you're going to lose that game, and everyone's going to say Kirk Cousins stinks that's a weird thing to have draped around your neck dude i mean oh man national shows are talking about him do you think he do you think he consumes media like that do you think like some guys say i don't i block out the noise like tom brady but you know that tom brady reads everything do you think kirk do you think kirk reads everything he's such a weird guy but my guess is yes and here's my I also think that if Kirk doesn't, the people around Kirk definitely do and tell Kirk. Well, like when he did, when he did like some of those interviews, like around other, you know, random podcasts, he, like he said, his wife is the one who organized them. So he, like, and doesn't his wife run his, she like posts tweets for him? Yeah. Like, yes. Like he runs his social account. She dresses him. It, it's it's all really weird. The cousins' parents, I think, definitely read everything. I think mom. Oh and dad yeah, for sure. Well, well dad, 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 dad saw a clip from our show and yeah. deleted his Twitter account. Well, it was very smart because he was <laughs> tending to like things that were anti Mike Zimmer at the time, which was great. He should, and it was it was his. I think the things he was liking that were anti Zimmer were valid points. Don't then put your tail between your legs and delete your account. Don Cousins, come back to social media. It's a safe space. Come back to Twitter. We will we will we will welcome you with with open arms. Uh, this is Mackie and Judd, by the way, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, and this week more than ever, therapy for you guys. Uh, we will get to write that down predictions and an accountability session today. Also on the Score North YouTube channel. If you could click the subscribe button, that would be great. But uh, let's get to him. He is the most passionate Vikings fan we know. He has become our resident. Mock drafting expert over the years, correctly predicting multiple Vikings draft picks through his study and his knowledge. He is Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter. Randy in Cottage Grove. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the, the clapping and wooing, the clapping and wooing mm. for a game like that. Well, it's the it's the in studio audience that's clapping and wooing for you because yeah. they just oh. they they love they love what you have to say. Any, uh, any guy. Oh, there. Oh, wow. There they go again. Oh, there they are. Hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Any, uh, any, any, any gals? Let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Let's hey, any gals in the crowd? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple, couple. gals in the crowd. Yeah. Randy, yeah. it's Randy Vikes 69, and the DMs are open. Okay, well, this isn't uh, this isn't an <laughs> online online dating platform here, uh, but uh, we can put the word out. You know? okay. If there's any, if there's any, do you, do you like to date fellow Vikings fans, or do you not like to mix business with pleasure? Mm. I don't. I don't really date. I'm more of a more oh. of a you know sort of, sort of a rambling man. But uh, you know, have, we have a good time at the bar, and sometimes it gets a little out of hand. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. okay. So many oh. questions off of that that I'm not going to ask. Yeah, the, chill sure. boy, uh, the chill boys are on the way, by the way. So uh, I, I hope I hope they're on the way because I I need to get that under control uh, for some of these dates. Well, what are you most looking forward to about chill boys, Randy? The most comfortable underwear that anyone is ever going to wear? Just, just kind of calm it down, sort of tame the fire, as it were. Yeah. Chill boys taming the fire on chillboys dot com. It's a Minnesota based company. We have all thrown away all of our non-chill boys underwear so we can live and walk and sleep in comfort. And it's almost long underwear season. And if you haven't tried chill boys long underwear, you have not lived life. I got two pairs to, to so I can rotate. 
You might want to wash two? them once in a while. Just, you you go up to you four, Randy, or six. Pins in the kind of pins in the kind of day you have. Kind of you 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 can run run a pair for three or four days. Sometimes easy. It's fine. You just got to give it a whiff and take it a whiff and the take it after the shower. Take a whiff of yesterday's chill boys, and if they're good, pop them back on. Oh, you're going back to them. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. Well, maybe the bamboo fabric is more self-cleaning than I'm getting giving you credit for. Chillboys.com. Tell them Score North and Purple Daily sent you. So, uh, well, how are you doing a couple days after uh, kind of an embarrassing situation on Monday night for our Vikings? We, uh, As I said, the first uh, effort against Green Bay was much more what sort of what we're after. Uh, and that we got rewarded with at the bar with uh, with touchdown shots and sack shots are new which are new this year uh didn't have as many this week did we no i don't you no. probably didn't get a buzz at all actually yeah one touchdown there were a couple of sack, a couple of sack shots really sack shots. that we got got to have and then we got the one uh, the one touchdown but uh you know the, the, the smith, when uh smith uh, juniors is dropping that one that that could have been a shot right there could have yeah. changed the whole dynamic of the the, the game could start the whole thing with a different kind of momentum, yeah. you know. So, so, but 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 he he dropped it, and then the, the, the you know, bartender put the bottle back, and we didn't get to have that that shot. And we, you you always know it's a bad night when you go go home stone sober because it didn't the, the team didn't it didn't hold up their end of the bargain, and and it's just a good meter of how, how did the Vikes play? Are a couple people needing a ride home? Maybe then they had a great. Great day. We did our job on both ends at the bar on the field. You're not, you're not giving people like, rides home, though, right, Randy? Well, there's a shuttle. It goes oh, around the neighborhood. Thank God. We we just draw for it. But it, the the whole the whole problem uh, with with what they did uh, is they 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 wet themselves. You know, they they go into uh, Philadelphia and they back down from the bully. They, and they, this team, the Eagles, aren't good. They're not. They're what well, they're going to go. I don't. know, Who knows? Maybe. Maybe ten and seven, eleven and six. Wait, you don't you don't think the Eagles are good after watching them the first two weeks? They're okay. They just they they got those fans that get in your head, and and I've 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 tussled with a couple of Eagle, Eagles fans in the past. One time uh, at a TJ Maxx, uh, and he was very upset that I I was trying to purchase the same uh, you know same sort of uh, what they call like a starter jacket. And this wasn't even an Eagles or a Vikings jacket. It was just a cool looking jacket. But I saw he had a he had a Deuce Staley jersey on. This is some years ago, and uh, I told him to kiss my ass right in front of them. And they're not used to that. You got to give them what they give them what they dish out. Throw it right back in their face, Eagles fans. You you got you got nothing. You guys got nothing. You can so, never trust a guy in a Deuce Staley jersey. Just want to so just want to make Deuce that. Was this an actual fight? Like, did, did you throw down, throw hands with an Eagles fan in a TJ Maxx? I told him to kiss my ass. I'm buying the, the jacket, and I did. And then on the way out, he's walking to his car with no jacket, and I I yelled, "Staley sucks!" <laughs> and and then 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 that was that was that. But we could have gone come to blows. You got to be ready to to know what when you need to ramp it up and say this is going to be a different sort of encounter than I expected. They didn't do that. They just stuck stuck to his his plan and said, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll get there. Some of these plays will start popping, and and it'll it'll open up for us." Well, it did, and then then the guy, the the uh, you know the eye, the sculpted, he's got sculpted eyebrows. I can tell you that much. The, the 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 guy, he just he runs, you know, hurts runs, and 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 you you can yeah, contain that. That's the new new NFL. I got news for you. You know, Ziggy, if you think you can just roll out the, the normal plan, it's not going to work. Randy, you do I know. Think, I think, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. Kirk Kirk led the, the Vikings in rushing yards. I mean, maybe maybe that's the key. Maybe you need to let let Kirk roam around a little bit more and uh, use his legs like Jalen Hurts. You know, that's one of my takeaways. He's a bozo, and 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 I'd still not sold on him on him. And in fact, do the thing, do the. Uh, I, I'm going to do it. He's he's in the stable. Okay. Let's do well, let's. Should we do the stable? Let's do the stable. Yeah, we got to fire up. Yeah. All right. Well, music for Randy. You know, every week when the Vikings win, we get a stud stable from Randy in Cottage Grove, and uh, because they lost, this will be the dud stable for week two. This is we are week two. It's a primetime game. Is what this was uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
you know, fly eagles fly is what they say. Well, they they we we pee pee Vikings pee down our legs is what happened. Yeah. And, and this is what happens there, and this is frustrating. And it's a one and one now instead of a two and zero. Oh. We would have vaulted into some of the conversation top echelon teams, and instead we're licking our wounds, and we're licking our wounds. And there's three three main duds here. The reason why. So number one dud. This happened early in the game, but it's a, left a stinky, stinky sniff, stinky smell in the air, and a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And that's a big, big drop when you got to have, you know, Cousins. Some of the throws he made were awful. This one was right on the money, as they say, and and he dropped it. He butter old butterfingers went right through. He shouldn't get to wear number eighty four. Not after that. Amen. After that. This is Irv Smith Jr. Irv, you're a dud. Amen. Randy and I have never been more in lockstep on this. You can't, yeah. in good conscience, continue change to his, wear the number change 84. His number and you change his number until he proves it. Make him eighty-three or whatever you need to do. Next eighty-three up. and a half. Didn't Conklin wear eighty-three? I don't know mm-hmm. if he deserves to wear Conklin's number. I think he did. He's got to find a different. Maybe Shanko's number. Who's wearing number eighty-one? BC Johnson. He's on IR. Let's find it. Let's find a more appropriate number. You work. You'll go ahead and work on that. I'm, I got film to break down. But ne- next, stud, uh, dud. I'm sorry. I forgot it was a loss. Uh, next, dud. This is the guy who really makes me just absolutely removes the, the 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 air out of any snugness you might have of the first week. And that's that's a guy who who just gets out there and every time the lights are brightest seems to just just absolutely become a, a pool of his own urine and and that's that's Kirk Cousins Kirk you're a super dud you like that you like that mm. hard to disagree there a pool of his own urine and now there's the super duper dud mm-hmm. who's the guy who gets the top spot in this unfortunate stable that you don't want to be in and this guy may notice he wasn't in the studs table last week he wasn't in the studs table last week. Last week was Zelarius, Zelarius Smith, who still looked pretty good this week, and Justin Jefferson and KOC. Well, this guy didn't make it in. And based on the way he played this week, he's going to have to prove it a couple of times before he gets in a studs table. You better go out there and be ready for the Lions. Better, better be ready. Until then, you better look in the mirror. Because this week, Kirk Cousins, you are a super-duper dud. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, we're going... You like that? You like that? Kirk Cousins taking up two of the three <laughs> dud stable spots, Randy. Oh, he's, he's, uh, gone. Randy? he's gone. He's gone. But he's gone. For him. But hold he's on a second. Okay. So I thought I thought we were going to get, like, a new name, a Harrison Smith or something. So he just doubled up on Kirk. Well, I guess when, you, when, you, when you're a pool of your own urine, right. just helplessly flailing around in Philadelphia... I guess you deserve to take up two of the did, three dud stable spots. Did Randy say that when they're all drunk in the bar after touchdown shots that they do a drawing for who's going to run the shuttle home? No, well, I think they. Well, maybe. Yeah, said they do, do a, they do a they do a drawing, a, some type of you know short straw or. Um... No, I know, but but what I'm concerned about is like if you do a drawing, I take it that's for the driver. That's for the person who has to drive. See, that's an interesting question. I took it to mean there's limited spots on the shuttle, and they do a like there's maybe the there's call. twenty of them watching the game, and okay. they do a drawing for like the six shuttle spots or something. But I I hadn't thought about that it, it's like driver roulette or something, I which sounds very dangerous, and we I, do not encourage that behavior encourage on the show. It, but I'm just saying, I I think it is that. I I, I do think oh, it's boy. the short straw. I, I had a follow up for him because oh. Deuce Staley coaches for the Lions. He is their assistant oh, coach wow. and their running backs coach. And and Deuce Staley is going to be here, so I, I I wanted to know if if Randy was planning to maybe run into Deuce at a you know a local establishment maybe later this week when when Man Campbell gets into town. Deuce Staley, I feel like he was always a hot name in fantasy like twenty years yeah, ago. I, I'm like looking, and then at, he never quite lived up to what you what you thought he was going to do. I'm like looking up his numbers, and even Pro Football Reference has like a, you know a fantasy tab where they'll like rank the position ranks, and I don't know if they like the position ranks the through ESPN or Yahoo or whatnot, but from '98. Through 2002, 
He was a top 15 running back in fantasy for four to five years. Really? He was a, okay. he was a pretty solid. That's a nice one. Yeah, him and Brian. I mean, the Eagles had him and then Brian Westbrook for a long time. Um, yeah, he was a solid little player. He caught and it, he was a he was a early kind of PPR guy. Caught sixty three passes in two thousand one. What running back was catching sixty three passes in two thousand one? That's pretty impressive. It was basically him, uh, like Ladanian Tomlinson caught a bunch of passes. Yeah. Actually, I just pulled up the two thousand two NFL rushing leaderboard, and it's just hilarious to remember some of these names. Man, Deuce McAllister. Oh, Deuce, the Deuce. Do you guys remember Eddie George? Hell yeah. From Ohio State and the Titans. I saw him play in college. Yeah. Me too. I, I saw I him to, run for about 300 yards against the Gophers one time. <laughs> I went to a Metrodome game. It was the, the Gophers, not surprisingly, got their ass kicked by the Buckeyes. But that was the Buckeyes team that I want to say had Eddie George, uh, Orlando Pace. Wow. Yes. Joey Galloway. They, wow. they had like four first-round picks. And not surprisingly, put up a ton of points on the Gophers. You know, Eddie George, it's not that long ago, man. You know, that's it's 20 years ago. But now, maybe a couple guys get to 300 carries. You might see the the bell cows, like like Derrick Henry might get to 300 carries or Jonathan Taylor. Eddie George in 2000 oh my God. carried the ball 403 <laughs> times and caught 50 passes. He touched the ball 453 times in an you know NFL what? season. And he was tough, too. Oh, he, he didn't sit out. Tough, isn't he it? didn't oh. miss game. 3.7 yards per carry. No, he, yeah, was a, he, he did out, not man. miss a game. He played He played all 16 games every season from 1996 through 2003. That's absurd. And then finally the wheels. And by the way, the last couple of years, <laughs> he was just grinding like three yards a carry, three and a half yards a carry. Just... Never, never would have continued at that pace in today's NFL. Um, man, here's a here's a two thousand rushing yards leaderboard. Jerome, Jerome Bettis, football. Corey Dillon. Oh, Dillon. Corey Dillon set the record, like the 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 record for rushing yards in a game at one point. Uh, right before or Peterson. Did he, yeah. Right before Peterson did, he was so he was was he with the Ravens by that time because. The oh, Bengals, no, no, no. The, Jamal, Jamal Lewis. Lewis Jamal did. Lewis said Jamal it. Jamal yeah. Lewis did because Chester Taylor name. played Football. with him in Baltimore yep. and then came here and was the backup to Peterson in 06 when he set the record. That's what it was. God, there, there were literally – this is insane. Okay. This is just – this is the bell cow era of, of NFL football. In 2000, there were 23,000-yard rushers. So there were basically 23 bell cow running backs in the yeah. NFL back in 2000. Ricky Waters, Tyrone Wheatley, Warwick Dunn, Charlie Garner, James Stewart for the the lowly Lions. Warwick Dunn was a little guy too. <laughs> yes, he was. He was. It was, not it was Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstott Mike were kind Allstott, of the one-two combination, right? Who used to be a nightmare for the Vikings. The Vikes. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Allstott had a huge game in the one in the game the Tampa Bay. I think it was eight games into '98 beat the Vikings in Tampa. Yes. Allstat was an absolute, he was a tear. But he, but he was. Biggest shoulder pads in NFL but he was like a, But that dude was a fullback. Like, yeah. that guy was, that was not the last a running fullback. back. Yeah. The last that that fullback. guy could beat you up. Madden loved him. Could I make a case real quick? There's, you know, everyone's just wringing their hands in consternation here the last couple days. And Vikings got smoked in Philadelphia, et cetera. Actually, Alex Boone and I did a podcast last night, Trenches with Boone. I think it's posted now on the Purple Daily it YouTube is. channel and podcast feed. And we were both, by the end of the episode, we were both, you know, we criticized the things that need to be criticized. We were both kind of like, I don't know. He even said, and this is, this is what I'm going to float to you guys. If two plays go differently, how do we view this game? If Irv Smith catches a wide-open touchdown pass, which he should have, and I think usually would, and if Justin Jefferson, if I don't know if they score on that play, but like if he doesn't run the wrong route or if he, if he runs across the face of Darius Slay in that situation and they either score on that play or they just don't turn over and they eventually score, mm-hmm. that if those two plays go differently and they lead to touchdowns, I get that you still need three points to make the math work here for a win, but let's say they lose 24-21 in a, in a close game, and the thing that stands out is, oh, the, the, 
the defense was kind of a train wreck early, but they shut the Eagles out in the second half, and the Vikings' offense fought back, but it was a close loss. If those two plays go differently, how do you guys view the game? I feel that then you you at least uh, showed a semblance of being able to overcome the adversity. That's my whole problem with this game. My whole problem with this game was the team didn't when when things go wrong, that's where I want to see you succeed, especially on the road. So so that's the whole point because as we talked about Monday or Tuesday, those things are going to go wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel very differently, but the thing is I challenge them to say, "Okay, you know what? Do drop the ball. Too bad." We're still going to score. Yeah, and, and I think that's we, my problem. And, and I'm not trying to say we would do this, but then I, if, if they lose by three, that means they probably had an opportunity at the end to potentially march down the field. Did Kirk not deliver a fourth quarter comeback or for a game winning drive to put the team in position to tie the game? So then the goalposts, I think, do get moved a little bit with how we view it. But but yeah, that's I mean, that, that, but at the same time, in week one, if Christian Watson catches the first pass, Marion Rodgers, and it's seven to seven, that game looks completely different too, right? Yeah. So, I yeah, I think I think something too that happens is this is what the you know the Cousins Crusaders love to scour the earth for everything possible to throw out in front of the bus before Kirk. That oh, but look at these hundred things before we before we talk about Kirk, let's talk about these these hundred things. And to Judd's point. You're going to have drop passes. You're going to have mistakes. And Aaron Rodgers can listen to this, too, because he did this against the Vikings in week one to Declan's point. Guys are going to make mistakes. Can you just flush it, get over it, and st- if, if the door is still open, still kick it down? Right. And it's almost like you know, the way people treat it. Well, I mean, Irv Smith dropped that pass. What are they supposed to do? Well, they had like five other great opportunities after yeah. that to score points and to drive. and And some of it was not on Kirk. Some of it was on Kirk. But it's this... The Vikings and fans have to get out of this mindset of, well, I mean, what do you, I mean, the offensive line wasn't perfect. What are you supposed to do? Oh, there was a drop pass. The, go watch any other NFL game. This stuff happens in every game. The Dolphins were down by 21 points going into the fourth quarter on the road. They had already thrown multiple interceptions, and they said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to win this game. And it's not just on Tua, it's on Tua, coaching, receivers, everything. But that's our offensive mindset. line. That, that's the problem. Our mindset is, well, the Twins, I mean, you got 17 guys hurt. I mean, you can't win. That's okay, but let's examine it. Uh, the Vikings, you know, it's always something. That's what I. That's why I continue to say offensively now, there are no excuses left. That offensive line, we warned you, and you said, you know what? We're fine. And so I'm going to trust you. You're fine. So yeah. I'm not going to use that now as a, well, look at the blocking. The blocking. Yeah, this is, this is part of the plan now. Yes. This offensive line is, is part of your plan. And Much like are, the Twins pitching staff is part of your plan. And these so. are highly detailed offensive people who made the decisions who, if you are going to trust them, you need to trust them and say, you know what? They're right. If it breaks down, that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, the offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, through the first two weeks, the Vikings pass blocking ranks 24th in the NFL, which is actually a slight uptick. Um, they have allowed pressure, I believe, on 35% of dropbacks. I might be slightly off on that, but that's around league average. So they're, they're a, I would say they have been a, a slightly below league average pass blocking unit according to a few different metrics. So. And you said Bradbury's grade was actually pretty good for Sunday and pass protection, right? Or, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for the uh, Monday night game. I think Ingram's wasn't, but I think Bradbury's was. Yep, and Inger, even this is the thing. It's like even when a, a lineman has a train wreck game where it's like, oh, my God, he had a low PFF grade. It's usually, all right, there were 30 or 35 dropbacks, and he allowed five or six pressures, and maybe a few other, maybe maybe someone had to bail him out. Maybe his guy kind of gets passed, but Ingram bails him out or something. It's not that every single dropback you get. There was, there were some clean pockets in that game, and there were right. some clean pockets where bad well, throws were made in the second half, too. So And the... The thing, too, and I, I think this was the case with a blitz on the third pick that Kirk threw after the hits in interception is this. Um, there's going to be times where there's going to be intense pressure because of the blitz, and you have to have a plan. Like, it can't be, well, they blitzed and we didn't see that coming. That's not, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, like, there, there's plays like that where it's going to be a blitz, 
there's going to be intense pressure. The line's not going to be able to cover for the whole thing. And now there has to be an adjustment made very quickly. And it can't be a pop-up pass into the front corner of the end zone that gets picked off by Darius Slight. I find another nugget here, too, just for fun. So there is a pass-blocking efficiency rating. So the Vikings, let's see here. Yeah, I'll hit you, yeah, I'll hit you with that for sure. Football. Go. The Vikings' pass block efficiency rating is twenty, tied for twenty eighth so far. Which is again, none of these are good. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to prop the Vikings' offensive lineup as being great, but even with that, they have allowed pressure on thirty six. So I was right, thirty six percent of dropbacks. So even even being one of the, let's call it bottom five or seven. Pass blocking units in the NFL, depending on what you, measurement you want to look at, two thirds of the dropbacks are clean. Now, some of those two thirds are just quick hitting. Maybe it's a screen, maybe it's a, a three step drop or something. So, if it's true pass sets, maybe it's only half of them are clean. But there's, you know, this is the plan. Like you said, this is they, this was the plan. They had nine months to plan for this, and this yeah. is this is it. So, well. Uh, before we wrap up, too, by the way, I know Randy has Chill Boys as a sponsor. Well, I, I just got word, too, that there's a little discount for first-time customers on Chill Boys. So oh, if you really? want you want a pair of Chill Boys, use promo code SCORE15, and you will get 15% off your first purchase of that nice. beautiful bamboo fabric, baby. SCORE15. That's S-K-O-R-15. Mm-hmm. And you'll get some discounted bamboo fabric to oh, wrap around. That's right. Can we talk about uh, potentially trying to start a fight in, in a TJ Maxx? Uh, that sounds like I don't want any of that smoke personally. No, no, I agree. With no that. offense to TJ Maxx, but uh, I don't know if old Macadac is going to have great a chance in that off. fight. Their old school one. I haven't heard it in years. was great. great if you want to go pick a fight in a TJ Maxx and have someone yeah. document it for content purposes, listen. You're a grown man. You I feel like a TJ Maxx is not the place to see a guy in a Deuce Staley jersey and try and start an altercation. No, I, I agree with that. I'm just generally not looking live. to pick fights with Philadelphia fans in person. Now, yeah. like, I will troll them on the show and on social media, but as soon as Vinny from, uh, you know, the south side of Philadelphia shows up face-to-face in a store or in my oh, neighborhood, no. No. I am curling up in the fetal position. I agree with you. Yeah. Duck. So, uh, well, let's get to, we're going to pause here and then uh, we'll get to some write that down predictions and an accountability session on Mackie and Judd. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were, but not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down with Mackie and Judd. I think it's time for you to admit that you are wrong, Judd, Mackie. Declan. Okay, all right. We'll do it twice today. Hey, Declan. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we do, do it every, twice. every Wednesday. I love that. As if, as if we don't make fun of ourselves every Wednesday for how low our batting averages and completion percentages are. Um, so you can throw it back in our face all we want. We have already, we're like the end of eight mile. We already know everything you have to say about us. That's how we roll on Wednesday episodes of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. And this Write That Down session, we are the only show in America that actually puts statistics next to our predictions. We are the most transparent talk show in America. And whether that's a risky thing for our careers and reputations, I guess it'll play out over time. But this episode of Write That Down is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, You know, when you're throwing predictions out there, and you're putting your career on the line, you could use a little uh, risk management. Mm-hmm. You could use some some protection, some frontline protection. You know, I don't know if Federated would work, would work with uh, three knuckleheads on microphones, but uh, they do work with all kinds of businesses in and around the state of Minnesota and outside, and uh, they're all about, like I said, risk management, maximizing the success of your business by preventing and uh, guarding against things that could, that could ding it ultimately. Uh, find out more about how Federated can help you at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Write this down. All right, boys, here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. 
We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate as a guest listener predictor like Nate is about, you can send us a message through the Score North app. Who is ready to be held accountable? Uh, we all are. Raise your hand. Say aye. 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 I'm not, but I'm going to be anyway against my will. So I want my veto. No. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, me. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Pretty good week for Judd here. You said Tanner Morgan will throw three or more touchdowns against Colorado. Threw a few nice ones, too. Tanner. He's got it rolling pretty well. Well, and you're playing for eight years in a system. You know, I would hope you can be able wow. to throw three touchdowns. I love Tanner wow. Morgan. He's a friend of the show. Okay, I'm just saying. And just He's been there a he is? He likes He's us. a friend of the show? Yeah, he he likes, is a friend of the show? Yeah, he likes us. Do you know this? I, like, I, I've I talked to him before. He's ever. a nice guy. I, I actually think he came on with Phil and I in 1978. Now that you bring it up, I think his he was a year, guest. Yeah. I think he was year. a guest in 1978. Behind, you know, Brian Cupido and, you know, he, he first was there. Bell bottoms on, yeah. hair long and flowing he's a, he, back. No, he's actually Brian Cupido's father. Yeah. I'm not sure if you, if you knew that. <laughs> I am your father, Brian Cupido. Uh, you also said the Gophers will cover the spread against Colorado, and it was a lofty 28 and a half points, and that was... No match for this high octane Gophers team. Well, the boats Colorado's pretty bad. Pretty oh, bad. God, they're awful. All right, I said Adam Thielen will score his first touchdown of the season against the Eagles. Mm. That didn't happen. Adam Thielen basically was a ghost until late in the second half of that game. A oh, rough boy. week for the listeners here. Oh, boy, oh boy. Jack said Greg Joseph will kick a game winning field goal against the Eagles in Week Two. Hmm. Never had the chance. I like where his heart was at, though. His thought process is good. Yep. Nick said the Vikings will start the season 4-0. and Yeah, join the club. Yeah. Alex said the Twins will win 90 or more games in a playoff series. Well, mathematically, they have been eliminated from 90-game potential. And uh, Frank said, this should have come off the board a while ago, but Frank said, by the time sports start in 2022 for all men's teams, so like once the Viking season started, then this triggered, uh, one of those men's teams will reach their championship. Oh, so yeah. I think the last hope was probably, I guess, the Wild or the Timberwolves. Well, and Well, no, because the, the Twins would have had to have. This is a prediction from like two or three years ago, so it's just... It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not going to happen, Frank. No. Sorry. Sorry, Frank. All right, Declan, you no. said the Chiefs would beat the Chargers, but then you parlayed it with, and they will cover the four and a yeah. half. It was a oh. three-point win. You got back by. Yeah, I did. Jeez. Herbert with a garbage-time touchdown with that buffoon of a head coach that apparently could win coach of the year. I don't see that happening. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Justin Herbert and Staley. And Jeez. so with that, Declan is still at 459 batting average with 13 home runs. Both lead the league, but uh, objects in your mirror here. Oh. Judd is up to 398 oh. with eight home runs. I'm at 304 with 11 home runs. Listeners at 283 with 11 home runs. So both the batting average race and the home run race are wide open going into the final few months of the season. Judd all-time leads with 241 hits. Listeners lead all time with 30 home runs. So there's your accountability session here, boys. Let's get Nate in here. He is our guest listener predictor making his debut on Write That Down. Uh, Nate, what's going on, man? When did you first become a suffering Minnesota sports fan? First time suffering. I believe it was the 1998 season. Uh-huh. You know, I'm 38 years old. I remember vividly uh, Gary Anderson uh, field goal. Oh, it was heartbreaking, man. Did you cry? I cried. I was like 12. I definitely cried. I was about 12. I don't think I cried, but I'll have to ask my mom that. <laughs> yeah. That um, is such that is such a terrible way to start. Like it's fitting, but it's like that is 15 and 1. And at halftime, it was like this team is going to the Super Bowl. You think about all the colossal meltdowns that you could start with as a young impressionable fan. That's got to be one of the most reach into your chest and rip your heart out moments that that you could possibly have. I remember for Christmas, my mom got me the 1998 NFC Championship sweatshirt, and I wore it every day. And then to to that ruining that season, it was heartbreaking. My uncle had the hat, the 98 NFC Championship game hat. He, He was able to score one of those. 
didn't happen. Well, that's I. That's kind of a. I would love to have that hat. Can mm-hmm. you, can you, are there are there still ni- like nineteen ninety eight NFC Central Division champions or something? I'm going to go look on eBay and, and find it's, one it's of these. There. Could be there. Just crawling with lice. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. You want my you want my hat? I haven't worn that hat in years. I'll go up to the attic and get it. Hundred bucks. Oh, I would still probably wear. I'll put it. Maybe put a hairnet. Although I don't even have any hair. Can you get lice if you have a bald head? I think so. You just uh. Oh, maybe your beard might get lice. Yeah, the yeah your beard. Yeah, that'd be kind of, the kind of problematic. I, hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Mackie and Judd, we're on. Hey, man. Uh, all right, let's, <laughs> let's get into the write that down predictions here. We're going to go around the room three times. We'll start with Nate over to Judd, Declan, and then myself. So, Nate, you are the leadoff hitter. Write this down. Go ahead, sir. All right. So, I, I'll leave this up to you, but I think this might be home run. Um, so I think Anthony Edwards and Cat will make all NBA first, second, or third team this coming season. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's a home run. Yeah, if all if all three of all three of them, that is now I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. ESPN put out their to, they're putting out their top one hundred NBA players list and they unveiled twenty six through a hundred. And there were three names missing from that list. Meaning that the Timberwolves are the only team in the NBA with three players in the top twenty-five of ESPN's list. Just if you're looking to crank the pressure up even more for this 2022-23 season, who would do that? (laughs) Who would crank the pressure up on a local team? What who would who would set a high bar knowing that the team won't meet it and then crucify them for not meeting it? I don't know. I can't think of anyone on this show who would do that. (laughs) All right, over to Judd. All right, with the um, Angels coming to town for three games this weekend, Shohei Otani will hit two or more home runs in those three games over the three days. And I believe as of now, he is slated to start Friday. Oh, really? So I was going to yes, sell those tickets. Is, now I might go. He is slated. If if you look at the projection, and it can change, especially with him, I think, but if you look at the projection, he is he slated is. to be the starting pitcher on oh. Friday. But I do believe at the plate he will hit two or more home runs. I was I was going to sell my remaining Twins tickets, but uh, now I might go to that one. That, that that's worth going. Then it's because the other team it is, is throwing. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, dude. The, part of the reason why you get tickets is to watch cool players from yeah, other teams. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. And so been, that's uh, that would be well, kind of a good, a good you, last Jen. hurrah there. Thank you, Jen. Appreciate that. You're I'm so free. checked out of the <laughs> Twins. You have. You, I have. I'm yeah, free. No too, idea. On Friday. So you know, if you want to, I take thought me, I, I thought I was sitting next to Louisa Rise at a restaurant last night. That's how checked out I am on the Twins. So, um, so yeah, I didn't you know. Go up to it's possible that based on how checked out the Twins have become, that you may have. Oh, he's like, I missed my flight to Kansas yeah, City. Darn. Dang, I'll go get some. I'll go get some food at Red yeah. Rabbit or yeah. wherever Declan was, Smack Shack or whatever. Write this down. All right, over to Declan. All right, I'm gonna steal a uh, Judd prediction that he's been kind of rifling off the last few weeks. Gophers are three point favorites at Michigan State. They are favorites in this game, even though they're on the road. Yeah. So the Gophers will cover the spread against Michigan State. I don't know if they'll win, but they will this cover like the a spread. Su- a big time sucker bet here. So Mich- I want to know what was this line a week ago before the Gophers beat the crap out of a bad team, and before Michigan State went on the road and lost to a good team, probably in Washington, probably five or six, right? Like I, I, no. I, m- Michigan State would have been favored. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I probably would have been five or six to Michigan State. That it was, it was probably probably would pretty been pretty decently on them. But now that they've lost and the Gophers are killing non-conference teams, um, I understand why it swings. But I think the Gophers covered the spread against Michigan State. This is one of those where, like, but like if you would, I think the line has moved. I don't know if it's moved eight points or if it's moved four points. But in fact, I'm going to put my money where my mouth okay, is. Okay, yeah, here. This line is ridiculous. And I hope the Gophers win this game. I want the Gophers to win. I, if they lose, I don't think it ruins their chances entirely to win the division. Mm. But there is no way the Gophers were a three-point favorite in this game eight days ago. So I think I think there's been a huge overreaction to Michigan State losing a tough primetime road game against a top 25 team. Well, they weren't at the time, but they're a top 25 team. And the Gophers just beating the brakes off bad teams. Plus the Gophers lost mm-hmm. Ottman Bell. So kids, fade the Gophers this week. Wow, fade the Gophers. Wow, Who's the Gophers will not will not cover the minus three. Yeah, nice way to jump out of the boat, dude. Well, this is great. I get to root for the Gophers to win, but if they lose, I get to write that down point. So 
Hmm. Fade the Gophers. They will not. They will not cover the the three point spread. PJ is so disappointed could, in you right now. They could still win the game and not cover. I could actually get both if they win by two sure. or one. I sure, guess. Sure. Yeah. Point. But okay. PJ Fleck is done with you. So is Tanner. Okay. I don't. I, I think PJ Fleck. The show. I don't. I don't think PJ Fleck would. If I walked into his office and stuck my hand out, I think he would call for security. I don't Break think he down. has wow. any idea who I am. So all right, back to back to Nick. Your second and prediction. Nathan. I'm sorry, Nate. My bad. Oh, that's Nate. okay. That's very jealous of you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was the first Mike, time I pulled just go ahead, Mike. Yeah, come on. Go man. ahead with your. Go ahead. All right, Bob. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, come dude. on, Jim. <laughs> All right. So number two. Um, so I, I live in uh, in Massachusetts now. Um, so I got a shout out to uh, when the Vikings play New England uh, Thanksgiving Day. So I think the Minnesota Vikings will beat the New England Patriots and cover the spread, whatever the spread may be on oh. the week leading to the game. Okay. So they'll beat them. We'll just, we'll, I think maybe we'll just pick like a, a consensus line for yeah. uh, when we make the picks on Purple Daily, we can use that consensus line for this prediction. Okay. If that, works, if that works for the room. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Yep. Sounds All great. Right. All right, John, nice prediction there. That's good. Yep. Way to go, Ted. You're really tearing it up today. Very proud of you. Boy, Michael is on fire with his predictions. I feel like here. we're longtime friends, best buddies. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Jeremiah is just rocking it. All right. All right, Judd. Write this down. And I'm going to give myself, I'll start this prediction by saying I'm going to give myself some leeway here. But Rocco Baldelli will not be the Twins manager by July of 2023 off the record. I don't think, I think he deserves to be fired. I don't think he's going to be, I don't think that they're going to make any real substantial changes after this year. But that being said, um, with the way things are trending, I also don't think that they get off to a great start next year. And I think he's fired. So I think he gets fired by July, 2023. Mm. When's the last time, has this franchise ever made a mid-season managerial change? It's certainly not yeah. since Tom, Tom Kelly started. To, to Tom he Kelly. T- so he took over for Ray Miller. Ray Miller got fired in whatever it was, but it was in-season. 84, uh, and then 85. TK lasted until he quit. Gardenhire got fired after a season. Molitor, the same thing. So, yes, the last time was 86, late in the 86 season. It might have been September when they fired uh Ray and hired Tom Kelly. Okay, but and I just Car- and Carl Polad was the owner, so the Polad family has done yes. it before, but it's yes. been almost forty years. But Terry Ryan just wouldn't and didn't, and I think that these guys, if they get off to a slow start, are going to panic. And I think Rocco's the first to to go. And look, it can be this team is so stupid; it can be justified. <laughs> Like beyond beyond whatever they're doing. No, okay, okay. Now you're trying to now yeah, you're trying to shoehorn. Scenes. You wanted to do this segment no. earlier today. No, now I'm not you've been you've been in. dying to I'm shoehorn a fire fired. Rocco I'm segment. Say he's going to get show. fired. No, I'm saying thing. July 2023. I'm out. I'm out. Griffin, just yeah. for the audience, just, 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 we, just listen to Ted. We made a decision on the show, not not out of like spite, but just the audience has not been responding to Twins content lately because everyone's just sick and apathetic with this franchise. And behind the scenes, Judd has been angling for like one or two more. Judd is still so mad at this team. He wants to do a Fire Rocco show, yes. and and we and we'll probably do that. At we, I think we should we should do that at some point. But that's where this is. You're trying to shoehorn your I'm, And you know, uh, it's, your it's my prediction. It's my prediction. I'm <laughs> using it for my prediction. He's going to be fired by July of next year. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Dex. Uh, I'm going to continue the go football predictions. So I'm rowing the boat, Sky Imago Gophers. Uh, <laughs> at some point <clears throat> between now and October 31st, so basically after the Michigan State game and through the month of October, the Gophers will be a ranked team. They will be a top 25 ranked team between now and the end of October. So they could potentially mm-hmm. even sneak into the rankings if they beat Michigan State. I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, they'll be in for sure. Right. Hey, if they win this weekend, you win this one for so, sure. So between now and the end of October, at some point, the Gophers will be a ranked team. And the AP poll or coaches poll, I'm not specifying which one, but they'll be a ranked team. Right so down. any poll, basically. Yeah, any Bob, poll. Bob, well, well, Bob's well, AP, poll on AP or USA Walter Today, Football. Or, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do the two main ones, not, you know, 
gopher daily gopher hole power rankings and if they have them top 25 <laughs> i'm not counting that <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you holding right now a baseball bat i'm bunting I'm just laying down a bunt because that's that not is, how you hold a bunt. You don't want to yeah. put your hand in yeah, front of the bat bad. when you're you'll, bunting. You'll, you'll break your fingers. It's very thin, <laughs> so my hand is bat back here. This Judd, is were you the form. were you the kid in here, in like you. in like youth baseball that you I'll would put your you. whole fist around no, the bat when no, you were trying no, to no. bunt? No, no, the... no. Fundamentally sound. Here's what you do: Jim Gantner bat. Okay. Okay. Let's full screen. You get the hand right there, so I'm not putting my hand. This is the problem. This is where you break. That is this is where you break your hand. Hold the bat like this, and okay. then deaden the ball with the barrel. No, no, no. I am as fundamentally sound as you can get. I so you're saying Declan, is, this is a bunt for Declan? I'm saying this here. is the ultimate. This is one of the it, – it's fine, too. It's a, it's a fine pick. I'm just saying it's the ultimate bunt because they are going to be a ranked team. At yeah, some right point now, time, they're going to accidentally become a ranked team, if nothing else. Well, even if they like, if they lose this game, it'll Correct. put them further back in the line. But then they have – they should go on a run of like three straight wins. Yep. Uh, right now in the AP poll, Michigan State is the first team on the outside receiving votes. So Michigan State's basically 26th. And then the Gophers are receiving votes around like 33rd. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Wisconsin is further back than that. So, Ugh, and, uh, and, uh, that sorry, offense, I, dude, that quarterback. Trying to find situation. Iowa in here and I can't, can't oh. find Iowa. There was a stat that the marching band going into last week's game has marched more yards on the field than the Iowa offense. There was a whole Reddit thread. It was incredible that the Iowa marching band has logged more offensive yard on their own football field than the actual Iowa Hawkeyes offense. Dude, yeah. That offense is atrocious. It's hilarious, and you know, and they're still gonna aren't they're still gonna find a way to grind like a nine win season, thirteen to nine win yeah. game over the Gophers. No, or something. the Gophers are gonna blast them here. They should. they should. There, I'd be concerned. Here, they're gonna blast them into the sun. They should write this down. All right, I think we're back to the old Macadac here. Uh, write this down. I, I think this might be a home run. So right now, AFC South odds to win oh, the God. division. The Colts are favorites still. The Titans are second. The Jaguars are third favorites in here. Uh, depending on which sports book, they're like three or four to one. So th- I think this would be a home run considering where they're coming from. I'm going to get out in front in week three saying the Jaguars are going to win the division. Yeah, that's a home run. They're going to go from one of the worst teams in football to Damn right, leaping over the Titans, run. the Colts. They're going to win that division. Yes. That, that, is. that is a pretty bad division. But, that's uh, awful. That's a... St- that's a solid knock, though. That's mm-hmm. a solid oh, yeah. home run. Yeah, you picked a it's, division it's, winner. Yeah, okay. Okay. Write this down. All right, back to back to Nate for your third and final Ooh, prediction. Just, all right. So this is a shout-out to the Minnesota Golden Goal for football team. Nice. I am bullish on Mo Ibrahim. Yep. And I looked this up. He needs 1,051 yards to set the single-season goal for rushing record set by Daryl Thompson. Mm. So write that down. Uh, Mo Ibrahim will be a top five power five running back in total rushing yards um, in the regular season and in playoffs. And by the end of the season, he will bypass Daryl Thompson as the all-time Minnesota Gopher football leader in rushing yards. Fired up. Somebody right. believes. Somebody believes. Declan believes. All for it. Phil's like fade the Gophers this Saturday. I did not predict them to lose. I am fading them yeah, against you, the spread. But this is the first time you've ever said fade the Gophers in, in when things are optimistic. This is a lot of people do this. I think with the Vikings, where they they love the Vikings and they yes. root for the Vikings, have, but then they put some money against the Vikings so that either way they're going to feel pretty good about themselves. Just, it's a hedge. It's a hedge. Mm. But uh, yeah, he looks man. I, I'm trying to figure out what kind of a, an NFL prospect is he going to be after different injuries and things. Is he just one of those college bell cows and, you know, he's going to be a fifth or sixth round pick yeah. or does he have actual potential to make noise in the NFL? Oh. I wonder what Randy thinks. From college we, should, we should have asked we should him. have him put some, yeah. some scouting tape on. Yeah. <laughs> Go look he's probably at the too drunk right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Nate, since, uh, since you got this platform here, this life-changing moment on – Mackie and Jez, or anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle point? Yeah, so I have a couple people. I want to first thank my uh, fiance Livy, who I met in Boston while travel nursing. <laughs> She's very happy. She got that. <laughs> Hi, Livy. That was awesome. 
Yeah. And secondly, I want to thank my father. Um, he went to the University of Minnesota for 12 years. Diehard Gopher fan. Um, a lot of memories going to Gopher football and basketball games. And the best game that we went to was the Penn State game a couple of years ago when yeah. they were uh, when they beat them. Um, and then lastly, my my one of my best friends, JT, for just uh, cradling me when I need it when the goal, you know, when uh, Minnesota sports teams mess it up, screw it up. So your father, who went to the U of M for twelve years, is either a doctor or a great partier. <laughs> I'd love to say a great partier, but that's it. He's, he's very, uh, very studious, man. Awesome, man. Well, great stuff. We'll definitely get you on again sometime, and good luck you with your predictions, Nate. Great stuff. Long time fan. You guys are the best. Thanks Thank you, dude. Thanks, Thank man. you, man. Appreciate we appreciate it. your support. We'll awesome. definitely, definitely get him on again sometime. Um, by the way, uh, these great predictions by Nate, presented by our friends at Hail Ace. So hopefully we're emerging from hail season here at we're some not. point, but you, you, you never know. Yesterday I saw in Woodbury there was golf-sized hail. Golf-sized hail hit uh, hit the hit the East Metro yesterday. So uh, so th- there's oh. still hail coming out. It was 90 degrees. I think we set a record for temperatures yesterday in the Twin Cities, and now it's getting colder. So uh, my, that's, that's my amateur weather report, but I do know... That hail ace can help you help help you out with that hail damage repair. So um, they will work with insurance companies too to handle your claim from start to finish. And the hail repairs are zero cost to you. They'll save your deductible. They'll also provide rental car reimbursement. You can book your appointment now at hailace.com. It's an easy to use website. Book your appointment now. It's hailace.com. All right, final lap here, Judd. Write this down. Fire away. So the the Gover start the. Big Ten season on Saturday in East Lansing against Michigan State. But they have home games in the Big Ten against Purdue, against Rutgers, against Northwestern, and Iowa. Hence, it's almost a bunt, but I'm going to take it. The Gophers will sweep through their home schedule of Big Ten games. They will not lose. It's not really a bunt, but it is funny that you conceded yeah. that it was going to be a bunt after mocking, mocking Declan me. while holding yeah, you know a bat for five minutes on the show. You know what? Well, you and, literally held a bat my, up to mock Declan, with knowing that you had a bunt in your back expertise pocket. Expertise showing the proper way to bunt. You weren't. I was helping the kids. I did not have my hand around the thing. That bat is very thin, okay? The handle of that bat is very thin. But let me show you again, kids. That's right. When you go to bunt, which your coach will never ask you to do because <laughs> bunting is seen as being for geeks and old school, don't put your hand around the bat. Gophers will sweep the Big Ten season at home. They won't lose. So, yeah, so Purdue, Rutgers, Northwestern, Iowa. I could see. see Purdue and Iowa, I guess, are probably the teams that will, that could test them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. didn't Northwestern just get beat by some clown college? They've lost back-to-back. They've lost back-to-back to to clown schools. Well, they they lost to Duke and Southern Illinois. Yeah, exactly. And then they get Miami of Ohio this weekend. Uh, Yeah, the Gophers, And Nebraska. Penn State's going to be, they have two two really tough road games, Michigan State, Penn State. Wisconsin's always a tough road game, so I guess those are the three games. But, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think that's a bunt. If they win those four home games, it is the Gophers we're talking about. They generally have, like, right. a, a letdown game at green. some point. So, yeah. I, yes. look, look, guys, I got high hopes, okay? <laughs> I'm rowing the boat. I'm seeing great things. And if they don't achieve those great things, you just wait because there will be an <laughs> evening Judd flaming them. Evening Judd here, PJ Fleck. Judd's, Judd's favorite pastime, holding high expectations for teams, and then when they don't meet those expectations, savage them across multiple That's platforms right. at Score North. That's right. Uh, coaching change needs to be made at Mark Coyle. Evening Judd, sponsored by Shirley Brewing Company. Um, oh, man. All right, last one for me. Uh, I'll put this. I think Judd also has this on the board as well, but I'm going to join him in the party. Um, and covering from my Declan wants someone's ass fired, I'll just put it in writing, too, that Matt Rule will be the first NFL coach fired this season. Mm. Poor guy. Matt Rule. Just a... Go back to Temple. It, is he really a poor guy? Yeah, I think he's just not a poor buffoon. Guy. No. I think he's, he's a complete buffoon. You're probably right. He, he's going to wind up making a lot of money for what, three or four train wreck seasons, and then he'll go back to, yeah, he'll go get a college, he'll go get a low-level Power 5 college coaching job or go get, you know. You know what he is? Potentially a Saban assistant. Saban oh, loves, loves to take the, guys yeah, who are high-profile and get bounced. I love that and, prediction. And then pick their brain for anything 
They, they know, but he doesn't give them jobs where it might be a threat. It's just like, hey, Matt Rule, tell me everything that you learned. It's no, it's smart. smart. Yeah, I think you're I like you, sh- you should put that on the record at, at some down. point. I don't think I've made this prediction yet, but because I, I look through and I don't, maybe somebody else did, but Carlos Correa will opt out of his current contract. I don't think so. Now, is there a chance he could opt out of the contract and then sign a new one with the Twins that's a longer-term deal? Yes, but he's kind of pouring it on at the end of the year here. Everyone, rightfully so, was criticizing him for you know not living up to expectations early, and he hasn't been great in the clutch. And I think at some point in the last few weeks, him and uh, Scott Boris sat down and said, listen, guy, I'm going to need you to ramp up the power a little bit here, get that batting average up. And so he's now up to 21 home runs. He's now up to a 288 batting average, a 365 OBP, and an OPS that's well above league average. And he's been worth over four wins above replacement. Uh, So the last two seasons for him are plenty for another team, the Cubs or somebody, to give him a contract. So all of you people that mocked and ridiculed Scornorth and myself for suggesting months ago, hey, if, if you don't think you're good enough to make the playoffs, or if your plans are to trade for a damaged arm pitcher at the deadline, you might be better off trading Carlos Correa before he bolts for no compensation. Yeah. But you know what it did? It gave it gave Bally Sports North a heck of a pregame segment last night. Coming up next, we compare Correa to Babe Ruth. That's straight ahead. What were they? You texted us last they night. Opened, so they were doing a double a double play turning segment. They they literally opened the game telecast with Dick and Justin doing an opening segment on Correa and the Twins. It, it was Carlos Correa Appreciation Day for them. They did a yeah, segment Which is on, smart. It's make him feel good and get him to opt in for a, a, another year of the contract. They right? did a segment. They Before they went to break and came back with the first pitch, yes, they did a segment on the Twins returning double plays. They turned a lot of double plays in Cleveland. Just wish it had been more. The, it uh, is great. The, the, the good old tweets exposed for Bally's was when in, uh, going into 2019, or maybe, they haven't posted this in 2020, that Max Kepler and Aaron Judge had been like the exact same player like up to that point, and Max Kepler has a higher war in OPS, and Aaron Judge is literally putting together one of the best statistical seasons of the oh, last God. 50 years, essentially. Did he hit his 60th home run 60th. last night? Yeah. 60th. <laughs> A college kid caught the ball and said, it's his accomplishment. I want nothing for it and gave him the ball. Wow. That's incredible. What do you think that ball is worth? The 61st and the 62nd oh. are going to be worth a lot. Yeah. Darren Revelle, Darren Revelle tweeted something yesterday. He said like 100000 yeah. or something. Yeah. You got to get something, right, kid? You got to get something. Well, I hope he got. I mean, I would have got get, a, get an autograph or something. Well, nope. It's not like the guy. It's not like the guy in Cleveland on Saturday who held the the yeah. Matt Walner home run ball hostage <laughs> until he got a Walner signed bat and a Correa signed bat. And his first ask was, "I want to throw out the first, first pitch, pitch of the Guardians game." Mike Herman looked Dude, like he was he going was to strangle him. Mike Herman looked so I don't think so Mike annoyed. has a lot of patience ordinarily in life. <laughs> he looked yeah. so Mike annoyed. Looked like he was going to kill Dude, him. Herm, I saw a screenshot of Herm down there nego- negotiating. Just oh, like, God, yeah, he looked mad. Come on, dude. Well, okay, they invite anyone and their cousin to throw out the first pitch at baseball season games, right? They invite corporate partners. Yeah, yeah season yeah, I agree, holders. yeah. Well, so that's not that hard. And you know what? If I caught a ball that somebody wanted back, I'm not saying I'd be a jerk about it, but I mean, I wouldn't just say, oh, uh, Matt Walner, autographed baseball, fantastic. I mean, the kid might not make it. Who knows, right? You're saying so you'd, I, play hard, you'd play hardball? So ball? I would play harder. I would play hardball to a certain point. Now, I wouldn't be a total jerk about it, but I'd want, like, you know, a Cray assigned bat. That's fine to me. Okay, maybe this is a controversial take, but I don't know that I need the ball if I'm Matt Walner. Well, that's isn't a whole that, other. Um, isn't really that big of a deal. That's I mean, a whole it's that's a whole other take. I, man. I plan to hit a bunch more bombs in the big leagues. I think you right? want your first. That's pretty damn cool. It's your first home run. You know run. what? But to side with hit. Phil, but to side with Phil, if a Guardians fan is good, gonna be a jerk about it. I might just say, you know what? That's cool, dude. Just keep cool. The joke's on you. I'm Matt Walner, so I don't you want can just it. have the ball. Yeah, Brian um, Bu- Brian Buchanan. I got to get my first home run. Why, dude? 
Also, I tend to be more of a minimalist myself. I'm not looking for clutter. I don't need a bunch of things and trinkets and oh, stuff. that's going to separate you know, the two of just, us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dex, can you that bobblehead? I got bobble. I mean, look. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of bobbleheads here. Check Judd has I, saved every single Twins press box giveaway since 1986. <laughs> I was... I basically have been told there is no more room for your collection of bobbleheads. It's Let's Scott Stahoviak it hat night yeah. tonight at the Metrodome, you know sponsored what? by Dairy Queen. You know, you guys, okay, laugh all you want, but where else do you get the Dougie baseball blowing That's a, a bubble? One. Oh, it's great. Okay. They should have put some dirt stains on that yeah, thing the, to make stirrups? it more realistic. Yeah, we got stirrups. Hell yeah. Got it. Oh, yeah, look at this. Dougie this baseball. is a great bobblehead. <laughs> I love bobbleheads. It's good. All right, well, there's your write that down session and your. Write this down. Accountability session as well. The only show in America that puts statistics next to our predictions, putting our careers on the line every single week. We do the same on Purple Daily. And, uh, Judd, I need you to send me your pigskin pecking order rankings here in the next uh, hour or so so we can show you where we think the Vikings rank going into week three. All right, that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd. See you guys for Reckless Speculation Thursday tomorrow.